No abnormalities. My mother's doing fine. Well, I'm growing older with each passing day. Welcome to Tuning Japanese, the podcast where three dudes, one of which can't think of anything clever to say, talk about anime. Ooh, which one is it? Which one is it? Which one of the three? <laughs> He's squeaky clean after 17 showers. It's Andy. Uh, oh, that shower sounds so good right now. Uh, ever? I'm, I'm the kind of person who could take like five showers in a day and just be like, oh, this is the greatest feeling. Would you or have you done the shower bath shower thing mentioned by Faye Valentine in the live action Cowboy Bebop? I have not because, as we've, I think, also talked about on a, uh, an episode in the past, I don't fit well in bathtubs. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Just limbs everywhere. Andy is a gangly fella. It's true. <laughs> yep. And he's the part that deteriorated. He's Bill. I mean, that's. Not wrong. How's that elbow? <laughs> it still doesn't bend right. <laughs> <laughs> my hip's sore. My elbow doesn't bend right. <laughs> I told you to get that full robot package. Oh, I, God. That sounds uh, <laughs> Phrasing. Fra- Phrasing. <laughs> Matt, carry on. Don't you dare look at me. I'm Matt. We respect your privacy. We do respect your privacy. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Hi, guys. How do you do? Hi. Hi, welcome to another episode of Tuning Japanese, where we're, this season we are talking about Neon Genesis Evangelion. Very excited to see you all. Maybe not to talk about this episode, but very excited to see you both. Yeah, it's uh, it's nice to be recording. I think we should just forget the recording and we should all go watch Sneakers instead. I don't know what Sneakers is. What's either. Sneakers? Wow! Okay! What is, I, you, I get to talk about you, a movie real quick. Sorry, folks. Uh, Go ahead. Uh, you know what? That's fine. Nerd These news. episodes have run really have, have run really short lately. So, yeah. uh, hey, Matt, your nerd news this week is about sneakers. Oh, yeah, Tell me about know. sneakers. Nerd okay. reviews. Yes. Sneakers is a 1992 movie starring Robert Redford, Ben Kingsley, Dan Aykroyd, River Phoenix, Sidney Poitier, Mary McDonnell, and David Strathern. That's a hell of a cast. Hell yeah, it mm-hmm. is. What's the what's like the thirty second pitch elevator pitch of what the movie's about? Well, uh, Robert Redford plays a hacker uh, who had a partner, and they got caught, and he's the only one who escaped, and he started a security company where they hack into your security and infiltrate your building and whatnot to uh, show you where all your security faults are. So why is it called sneakers? Because they sneak into the building. Oh, because they sneak. I was thinking of shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I can't blame you. That's and they get in they get involved with the government and this mysterious black box that's terrifying. All right. And it's a great movie. As you said, great cast and they all play off super good together. Excellent chemistry that in this movie. Does sound like a great cast, I'm not going to lie. Bill, do you have anything to review well, uh, or talk Speaking of great casts, 
Yeah, do, do it. it. Uh, I did finally see The Eternals. Oh, ah. that just came to Disney. It just came to Disney+. Plus. I'm glad I didn't pay money and risk COVID to see it. Right. <laughs> I don't know that I'll ever watch it again. Same. But I didn't regret the time I spent watching it. Okay, that's good. Confirmation. Small spoiler. Nothing really important. Small, small, small spoiler. We have confirmation that DC Comics exists in the MCU. Yep. How? Because uh, when Kumal Nanjiani's character's um, valet gets introduced, the guy quips, oh, like Alfred for Batman. And then later, Icarus, who flies and shoots lightning beams out of his, or laser beams out of his eyes, uh, is mistaken by a child for Superman. Yep. Okay, that's interesting. Which were both very weird things to have in a Marvel (laughs) movie. I, I have seen this in a couple episodes of the CW DC TV shows, so I wasn't too surprised by it. Bill, what's the elevator pitch for this movie, since most people skipped it? The ancient astronaut superheroes of the world uh, reunite to stop the end of the world. So, so not nece- not necessary viewing if you care about like the continuum of like Marvel stuff. Uh, there's one side character who is probably going to become important later, but okay. Pro- but aside from that, I think probably you're okay to skip it. I mean, I'll I'll probably give it a watch. At it's some point, not. But the- I'm not going to make it a priority. I mean, it's not Thor two or anything, but it's. <laughs> I really liked Thor two. I, I like Thor two. I thought Thor two was good. Oh man. Okay, it's not the Incredible Hulk. Okay, that's fair. More fair. It was fine. All right. But I don't know that I'm going to think about it or... Yeah. Now, the most interesting part about it, I thought, was the uh, end credits scenes. Well, not even, the, not even the end credits scenes. Yeah. The stinger. The mid-credits scene was just more of the same. Right. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it had a thing in it, but it was a thing I didn't like. Yeah. But I have to say, though, my favorite characters were Kingo and his valet. Yes. Yeah. Kamaman Johnny is always fun. He's still kind of being Kamal Johnny, <laughs> but that's okay, because I like him. Yeah, um, Angelina Jolie is a great actress. I like that character. I think my favorite character of the whole thing was Gilgamesh. Ah. The the really big, beefy Asian dude. One Punch Man. <laughs> that's how I've heard him described. That wasn't why I liked him. I actually told my wife, I'm like, look, they're us. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I will jump in as well with my own here. Uh, what is your review of COVID? <laughs> well, there's, yeah, yeah, I, I got COVID. I mentioned that in the last episode I edited. But um, no, uh, I watched the first two of the, the three episodes that were released of uh, Peacemaker. Ah, to, oh, yeah. Uh, to HBO Max. Yeah. Elevator pitch for that one is it's a continuation after The Suicide Squad where you have John Cena's character Peacemaker uh, is being uh, right after he essentially he gets patched up after what happens to him, uh, and then he gets roped into doing another series of morally questionable um, things, and it's just a lot of John Cena being playing a really dumb character, who they do a really good job, I think, in the at least in the first two of the three. Because I only watched the first two so far of these first episodes of making him much more sympathetic than he was in the Suicide Squad. You see a lot of John Cena, which is always a plus for me. Um, I, I mean, I mean that in a sexual way. I was say, uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> gotcha. A lot is in often, or a lot is in much. 
<laughs> both and and that's always good and it's surprisingly i enjoyed it a lot like it's 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 james gunn uh who's behind this series the opening credits op- op- opening theme song and whatever is like fucking bonkers like just go watch yeah, that first totally nuts. You watch the episode it's freaking weird um but like it's i would i would highly recommend from least what i've seen the first two episodes I really like Peacemaker. I think it's really well done. I will continue to watch the rest of it. Cool. I had put it on my. Uh, I added it to my watch list, but I haven't seen it yet. Well, I was hoping it was fun. So thank you for that. It's fun. It's 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 super fun. I I have enjoyed it. I probably won't see it because, as we talked about, I have a sort of an irrational dislike of HBO existing. <laughs> uh, I don't know why. I just it, it rubs me the wrong way. Hobo. It's. Oh, hobo. <laughs> no, it's, it's, and if you ever get a chance around to get to, to get see it somehow, it's it's worth seeing. Uh, HBO was so much better back in the day when they had that kick-ass opening. Oh, I love that. That just brought that just hit me so much nostalgia right there. Oh, oh, I've got the feels. Hey, you know what doesn't give me the feels? This episode, this episode of Evangelion, yes, Matt. Uh, we're talking about episode 13, which is titled Angel Infiltrator. Yeah. Wow, it's an episode. And hey, it's my week. I guess we gotta get to it. Let's dive. It's your week, and it's right. a pretty weak week. It's <laughs> the last several have been weak, but here we go. Let's dive right in. Uh, we start inside of Nerve, where the members of the organization are busy doing work. On the Avas, or like at least Stuff it seemed like they were doing work. Yeah, very vague. Like what's going on here? Honestly, what what's happening with the Avas plays almost no nothing into this episode. Yeah, um, well, they're not even in the Avas. They're no. in artificial Avas, like or yeah, or, which with no heads. In itself, I have questions. <laughs> yeah, they're like virtual machines, but they're Avis. but they're not. <laughs> but but they exist. But they look like more fleshy and weird. Yeah, because they're not armored. I don't There's get a it. lot of questionable, <laughs> like, what the fuck these things are. I don't know. There's some moral quandary going on uh-huh. here. Ah, they're Nephilim. You know, that's, given this anime, not a bad connection in comparison. No, yeah, certainly not. No. They're working in a very cluttered workspace that kind of reminds me of my desk at the end of a semester when I'm trying to get everything done. Yeah. Reitz goes there. She's praising some girl named Maya, who I don't know if we've seen before. No, yes. I don't either. It, we have. Have we? Was she one of the ones like the laundromat and stuff? No, she. I uh, don't think she was there, but I know we've seen her before. Okay, she's just one of the ones in the background that we've maybe seen a little bit. Here yeah, and there, probably. you get to line fast, and I'm impressed. <laughs> Essentially, Bill. Yeah, that's what it boils down to. But if you, you type fast, but if you press uh, A8, it'll be faster. <laughs> she's a real hard worker, though. You might say she's kind of like a Maya engine. <laughs> that's a refer- reference for those of you who get it. You're welcome. Oh my god. Mm-mm. Or there are people on Earth who are loving it. <laughs> Lord Almighty. Do you think coffee calms their nerves? I mean, no. <laughs> yeah, no. I've, I've had coffee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, Makes you jittery. <laughs> this whole episode is weird. There's the, this basically is just one episode of like, just, just like a hacker's wet dream. Yes. No, a hacker is going, oh my God. It kind of reminds me, Bill. Bill, you may know. Maybe you don't. Re- remember Ghost Rider? Yes. And 
you remember the they always had like like their cases were like over the course of like anywhere from like four to eight episodes they would solve a case yeah and like there was the one where julia styles was in an episode where like the hacker one and she played this character who was like this like crazy hacker and she had that line something along the lines of like can you jam with the console cowboys in cyberspace and it was just like and then there's like that 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 the the asian american character who i can't remember her tina i think her name was and she's like what like that's how i felt this whole episode where like they're throwing all the stuff and i'm that girl from that episode of of ghost rider being like what are you talking about <laughs> what is happening i like the part where they read the book so then they're like all their sins would uh, combust inside of them and kill them what uh, i missed him I, I missed a reference okay. there well that would be ghost writer oh okay <laughs> those are very different very different um although i feel like if those two ghost writer and ghost writer like merged and had that would be some cool television ghost writer cool. shows up to drag ghost writer back to hell hell yes <laughs> Hell yes. That would just, that would all add up to ghost Louis L'Amour. We got to get back on track here. So. Do, we? Do we? I think this is more fun. <laughs> this is a lot more fun than this. Um, So, yeah. So, Ritsko, like, says, yeah, here, type faster and do this coding. And then Maya's like, oh, my God. Thank you for the um, tips, uh, doctor. But, like, every time she calls her doctor in the in the dub, in the subtitles, it's always senpai. Yes. I'm really sad that they didn't lean into that. Yeah. I'm just happy Josh isn't here. That's also true. <laughs> here comes Captain Katsuragi to lay on some praise of, of Ritsuko. And then she accidentally drinks some cold coffee. There's a little bit of, of some humor there. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit of humor. A little yeah. bit. A little bit. Um, then we get a screen with the three names of the Magi at the center. Uh, and those Magi are Melchior, Balthazar, Balthazar and, and Casper. Yeah. Which I I was like, I know this these names somewhere. And I Googled it. Casper is supposed to be Gaspar, yeah, uh, which are the three wise men. We talked about that when they first said Balthazar. I picked up on that. Did we talk about that before? Uh-huh. Okay. Well, I've forgotten. Yeah. So yep. <laughs> we didn't see the others until now, though. I don't. Yeah, I googled it, so I was like, "That sounds familiar." I was um, apparently the Magi are the Magi. I, I was hoping you were going to use the. Uh, lot. You don't know much about the Magi, do you? For me, I'd be like, "Yes, I do," because I'm the one that fucking pointed it out. <laughs> Fair enough. Magi. We get a random cryptic moment from Ritsuko, Mungo. where she's like, my mother's doing fine, but I'm growing older day by day. And I'm like, what? Title card. Yeah. You know what? When your brain's cut into three pieces and three different computers, you're not doing fine. That's fair. Uh, you know? And it makes more sense now, like, <laughs> now that I've seen the whole episode. But, like, at the moment, I'm like, what the fuck? Hey, there's pilots in the show. Yeah. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Apparently, they're going to go through some autopilot testing, um, but hey. apparently they need to be decontaminated first. Mm. Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. Yep. To which Asuka says, why do I have to take my clothes off again? Fair question. Yeah. Cause Fair be- question because there's a male gaze on you. Yeah, the audience. I thought the, I thought the male gaze didn't care about her. I, I, well, I think she's pretty great, but that's <laughs> a different reason. Physically. <laughs> wordplay. Physically, I don't care about her. I love it. Wordplay. Love it. Wordplay's great. I love some wordplay. Hey, so they have to wander to their mechs completely, or their their fake mechs, their faux mechs, completely naked. Yeah. They have to run to their battle pods. (laughs) Their mech simulators. Yeah, because they want to test how, what it would be like to run them in their Avas without their plug suits. Yes. 
if they would get a stronger connection being all nude. Uh-huh. Also, Shiji has a dong plate. He does! When they put him in the mechs, he's the only one that gets a dong plate! <laughs> well, I mean, I'd be surprised if the other two had one. So. <laughs> They're all... <laughs> You don't, I guess you it's don't know that. Specifically, a dong plate. We don't know if it's a dong plate, but he has. He has a crotch plate. He has a crotch plate. They like, all have crotches. They're all in silhouette, but <laughs> he's got a big old cod piece. And you can't even say it's for protection, because like their breasts are just hanging out. I don't know why I did this when I said their breasts <laughs> are hanging out. Flop my arms in front of me. It wouldn't be much protection at all because of that mech stop short. That hurt like hell. That would hurt. <laughs> that so would true. hurt. Maybe it's well padded. One would hope. One would hope. So, as you might imagine, Asuka's not amused by this. Never. No. You think Qu- you think Queen Victoria was never amused? Not. Hey, at least they aren't leaving you... skid marks in their real mechs. Yeah. Oh. You you know that when the, when they were before they got in their plug suit, when she said, "And don't look at me," that she was definitely talking to Shinji, not the cameras. Oh. Yeah, because like they're like, don't worry, your privacy is important to us. We'll turn it off. And she's like, that's not what I meant. There's a stupid, dumbass boy here. I had written in my notes, question, those aren't the actual mechs, right? What are they? But we've kind of covered that. They're yeah. super mechs. I think I get it now. Um, the pilots pick up on some something feeling different. They can move, like, like for example, Ray's like, I can move an arm. But the rest, or I think it was maybe Oscar's Asuka. like, the rest of my body feels fuzzy. Or yeah. Like yeah. Or hazy. So something seems to go wrong in their system check, and Masato gets confused when it seems like Ritsuko was not the one to make the program. She's like, well, what's wrong with the program? You made this, you made the Magi, didn't you? And she's like, no, my mom made it. (gasps) I just put it together and brought it online. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. So Ritsuko's mom made the Magi. From herself. Yeah. Yeah, We don't know that yet. Yeah. It will be important later. It'll make all this will make sense later. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, okay, all this will be passable for making sense later. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, it's better than Food Wars. <laughs> Philip K. Dick, or perhaps uh, Robert Sheckley, would probably love this episode. Probably true. <laughs> or Sigmund Freud. We go to some other part of Nerf where some texts talk about there's some sort of stain or deterioration or rusting or something on a wall somewhere. Yeah, yeah. protein walls are being oxidized and something. Something. Don't worry, that'll become kind of clearer in a minute. The clean room is deteriorating. Um, well, construction was short. Maybe there are air bubbles mixed in. This episode flies by. Like, it drags because it flies by. Like, the way that they, it's paced, but like... The way they talk is just like, blah, 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 blah. and like, so they just talk a bunch of mumbo jumbo, and then they command the, ter- the term is techno babble. Yeah, basically they're like, fix it before Akari finds out. We don't want to get in trouble. I want to make a two episode long cyber thriller. This is Hideki Anno pitching the idea for these episodes, uh, and they they just say no. I'm gonna do it anyway, in one episode. Do it in one. And not do it well. If if something happens, Gendo's gonna have a fart. We go back to Ritsko. There's been some sort of corrosion and water leakage detected now from them. You should be wearing your it depends. It won't stop the testing. Yeah. <laughs> it won't stop that. It won't stop the testing. <laughs> until it then stops the testing. It doesn't take too long when they say, don't worry, we'll keep the test going. And then like two seconds later, alarms start going off. 
uh, because there's an area of that area of corrosion and spreads all of a sudden, forcing them to shut down the current test. It's spreading so fast that they can't really deal with it. And uh, they prepare the polyzomes, which is my favorite Pokemon, <laughs> um, to <laughs> to stop it. <laughs> and apparently they're awaiting some sort of intrusion. It's, yeah, the, the front teeth are out at this point in the episode as Matt is Par- displaying visually for us here. Parts of the screen are white and they're turning red and that's bad. Yes, red is bad. <laughs> yeah. red, red is bad. That is the, 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 the typical sort of like... <laughs> that is... Red often indicates or represents death. This is something I learned in my first film class while, while watching Rebel Without a Cause. Did you just stand up and go, no shit? <laughs> <laughs> no. I was, fa- I, was, I was only... I was a kid. I was fascinated. That's fair. <laughs> we go back to the pilots. Things are getting worse for them because Ray's fake Ava starts to move on its own. And they're like, wait a minute, it's not supposed to move. And uh, That's impossible. Gonna... Yes. But apparently it's the contamination that spread to this fake Ava. Mm-hmm. None of this makes sense, right? It, gave it, mu- it gave it muscles or servo motors or something. Oh, it said, uh, it said that the contamination spread to its pituitary system. Right. Oh, good. So, so it's a great <laughs> so problem. So it went through puberty. <laughs> it, I mean, that makes sense for this animal. <laughs> so Ray's mech, fake mech, faux mech, uh, uh, reaches his hand toward the observation window, but with a little bit of quick thinking, Ritsko smashes a button, which apparently obliterates the arm or launches the arm off. I don't know. Like, ah, the emergency arm release button. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. The emergency what? arm release button. <laughs> The limb <coughs> flies off and smashes into the window. <laughs> Just like in Jaws 3. <coughs> yes. So then there's some lasers that, that shoot at the corrosion, which turns, it, I guess, out to be an AT field all of a sudden. <laughs> I Yep, that's the thing and that Somehow happened. an angel has made its way into HQ. Yep. Yeah, yep. Um, they evacuate the observation room just in time for the windows to shatter. Yep, the box. Um, leaving the pilots just in the mechs, like, it's fine, I'm sure they'll be okay. I suppose that's a fairly safe place to be. It is. I guess, yeah, of sure. all the places to be. Um, it's a great way to write them out of the episode. That is true. <laughs> right? And that's exactly the whole point of this, is just to write them out of the episode. Yep. This is not a pilot-centered episode, this is a Ritsko spotlight episode. And then, uh, just like me this last week, uh, they're all put into quarantine. Yay! <laughs> and... Uh, Ikari is quick to have them, uh, downplay the incident to the council and the government. Like, nothing wrong here, just, just a, just a, just a typical malfunction. No need to tell them how serious this could possibly be. It's fine, we're just gonna turn it off and turn it back on. (laughs) Easy peasy. I mean, they try at one point. They legit try at one point to turn the power off. I know. (laughs) And it doesn't work. He says the infection is moving, quote, too close to Adam. Sorry to our listener, Adam. (laughs) <laughs> oh, we still love you, Adam. But is the affection too close to you? <coughs> yeah. If it is, go see a doctor. He says as he coughs. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Ikari commands that they do everything to prioritize the safety of Unit One, which they're like, "Why Unit One? I don't know why either." But it's an interesting note because that's the one that belongs to the main character. I guess. So they launch Unit yep. 1 out of there. They just like, <laughs> phew, they send Unit 1 away. <laughs> and apparently flush the other two. <laughs> yeah, so we get a glimpse of Kaji, Kaji randomly, which again, Kaji just shows up and he's like, oh, 
wow, this is weird. This... And then does some ninja roll shit, uh-huh. and then we don't see him for the rest of the episode. This episode would be... 10... Why the fuck is he here? This episode would be 10,000 times better if they just pulled the restraints off Unit 1, fired it to the surface, and it just ragdolled onto the ground. <laughs> <laughs> when are they just going to reveal Kaji as the traitor? I don't know. He's just like, oh, this is weird. I This is going to put a stop to my plans. <laughs> and then he just ninja flips, and I'm like, what the fuck? I assumed he was Why? a traitor from the beginning. But wh- the, for the second we met for, him. For the record, <laughs> I remember no- nothing about his character, but it just suddenly struck me that in that episode where the power goes out, it was kind of suspicious that he was running to the elevator to catch up with Misato. I think early on, I was like, who does he even fucking work for? And you guys are like, Gendo, probably. Yeah. That, at that point, I'm like, is this guy just like the traitor? Is he just... I don't, I don't know, but... He serves no purpose here other than to do cool ninja shit. He has proven that the rolling helps. Does he work for God? Hikari second in command asks, How do we deal with this angel without the Avas? Vice Gendo. Vice Gendo. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out after our break card. Ooh, snap! <laughs> Welcome to the break card. It's Andy, and you're listening to another episode of Tuning Japanese, a podcast this season where we're talking about Neon Genesis Evangelion. Hope you all are enjoying this episode. We have fallen a little bit behind, unfortunately, with regards to getting episodes out, so I appreciate you sticking with us as we go through more Evangelion here as we move through the month of February. I've actually recruited Matt who obviously you know from this podcast and these episodes and this season, to help us out with a little bit of the audio editing. So he's going to be handling the tuning in episodes. We'll see how that turns out. I'm sure he's going to do a fantastic job with the editing on those. That'll help lighten the load for me and get us back onto a more normal release schedule. At least that's the plan. Life is tough. We all know that for our own selves, and I've got a lot going on, and Always seem to have a lot going on, so I will try to continue to get the content out to you, the fans, and I hope you are enjoying our reviews this season thus far. I promise you, the episodes actually get quite a bit better after this one. I actually sat down, I think I said this in the last break card, and I binged a whole bunch of episodes coming up. Very excited to talk about some of the ones in the near future. If you want to support the show monetarily, you can head to patreon.com slash tuning japanese and you can uh, head over there and get our bonus content including our tuning in episodes which we're releasing one per month our one for february is going to be sergeant frog very excited to talk about that one one of my absolute favorite animes of all time we'll get to see how matt and bill feel about that one as well yeah so you can go over again to patreon.com slash tuning japanese for all that bonus content we'd really appreciate it All right, I'm going to leave it here so we can get back to our review of Neon Genesis Evangelion, episode 13, the Magi, the Mom, and the Virus? I don't know. I have nothing. I will see you back in the review. Back from the break card, which is second half is titled Lilliputian Hitcher. I love it. 
Can we, I love can it. We have another break card. Can we what? Can we do more break card? I'm so bored. I <laughs> well, why don't you take a break card while we uh, <laughs> while we finish up this episode, Bill? I love a reference to Gulliver's Travels. Thank you, anime. Yeah, I don't get why we get the reference to Gulliver's here. This nerd actually had a D&D character named Jonathan Swift. I did. I played a character <laughs> named Jonathan Swift. I hope he was very slow. Uh, he was... He was... I think that was one of the games I self-destructed. Um, yeah, I think that's the one you, you drowned Josh to death. So we could play Scrabble. So we could play Scrabble. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, if you don't get the... Uh, the why it's a Gulliver's Travels reference, uh, just wait a little bit, because they actually will ex- say explain Okay. It. I missed it. I've read Gulliver's Travels. I've written about Gulliver's Travels. Nice. I think I've even taught Gulliver's Ooh. Travels one time. I just don't get the connection here yet, so maybe I missed it in watching this episode. So yeah. please point it out when we get okay. there. Uh, so we get some scanning. Um, they notice that the spread isn't going where there's oxygen, so they're like, ah, oxygen is their weakness. Ah. Thank you, Masato. Okay. So they vent some ozone in, <laughs> which seems to work. Yeah. <laughs> for like two two frames of the anime, and they're like, "Oh no, it's not working anymore. <laughs> it's evolving too quickly." Oh damn! Damn. At that point, they realize the computer's being hacked. <gasps> sure. And then we get some real time hacking and counter hacking. Hackers of the world unite! With quick typing. Yeah. And buzzwords. Yeah, it's it's techno more techno babble and fast and it's typing. Boring as shit. Type racing. They're like, oh no, quick, throw up the firewalls. Oh no, they're past the firewalls. Try changing the passwords. They're already getting through the passwords. Oh my god. Somebody call Bob. <laughs> Bob. Oh, if they called Bob, that would be great. I'd be back if in. We like scanned in and it's like we get to the net and it's Bob and Megabyte. I'd be so. Oh, or, now okay. Took me a minute. Nope. <laughs> I didn't Bob, get Dot, and Enzo are all in uh, Evangelions. Or they are the Evas. <laughs> oh my god. I want this to happen, please. I want to cross over. Apparently, I'm surrounded by reboot fans today. You I are. I love reboot. You absolutely so are. <laughs> uh, I even loved the Netflix version of reboot. I thought it was really well done. Uh, it was not the same thing, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. Even even when the show was on on the air, I I, I didn't get into it because I thought the animation was terrible. Oh, but it's so endearing. It was, but at least it had a reason to be. Yeah, like Beast Wars Transformer, I loved, but the animation was bad because it was the time it was. And by season three, it started to pick up a little bit. But at least reboot, like they were in a computer, so they looked like weird computer generated people. Ah, uh, it's about time for a rewatch. I haven't watched it in a while. Try to watch it at least once a year. Oh, it's so good. Back to AP Vangelion. They trace <laughs> the, they trace back to the, the virus, the Ava virus, I guess, <laughs> to a specific location. The angel's a computer or something. Sure. The supercomputer angel works fast, hacking into just about everything. And the goal is apparently to become the Magi? Uh-huh. <laughs> When Matt, when Matt's response is a uh, sober, uh huh, like you know, this is not a great episode. <laughs> this has gone off the rails. <laughs> we count on Matt for enthusiasm. <laughs> <laughs> we really do count on Matt for enthusiasm some days, and this is, you know, Matt. Thoughts on the hacking? <laughs> when I watched it the first time, I'm gonna tell you, I was actually into it. I thought it. I thought there was some tension to be found in this episode. Okay. 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 
I did not find it tense, but I'm but I'm glad that that it worked. For Maybe me. it's just been it's so happy. long since I've seen a techno thriller. I'll be grasping at every, anything. You need to go where you watch sneakers. Oh God, indeed. <laughs> Ikari calls them for, on them to pull the plug. He's just like, just pull the power. Like yeah. that's Fuck how it. you stop it. <laughs> yep. Unplug the thing. <laughs> that doesn't work. And uh, one of the wise men is taken over and is like, well, time to self-destruct. Yeah. You know, just like that bit of scripture that everyone remembers when they brought to the baby Jesus gold, <laughs> frankincense, and C4. <laughs> <You know>? Like, <laughs> that old chestnut. I know. One, what of, it was, one right? of the wise men strapped the suicide vest to his chest. And, uh, <laughs> oh, God. Whoa. Okay, maybe. Okay. Okay. Never mind. And that was We're the beginning the of the Christianity boom. I oh fucking god damn it god damn it Matt <laughs> fucking god damn it <sighs> so then one wise man tries to hack the other two um then again the pacing of this is just too fast like there's just too much going on at once because it's computers they go fast I had to pause so many times in my recording just to like try to like take notes of like what the hell was happening <laughs> <laughs> Rizko commands that they change some settings to shift something to every 15 seconds, and that buys them a couple hours. I think, like, the security passwords or something. Sure. We go to a briefing room where everyone's standing around a table talking about the angel. Apparently it's a collection of nanomachines that create a colony that evolves. Oh, I get it now. <laughs> I, I get it now, Matt. I, oh, the colony. The, yeah. Yep. yep mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. There's your little effusions. That's smart. Not That's smart. I get it. I don't like it, but I get it. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Misato then says, the best way to defeat a target like this, one that's constantly evolving and overcoming its weaknesses, is to sacrifice oneself with it. So in this case, the angel has to die with the magi. Okay. And I kind of only half get it, but, I, but, I, but I'm willing to listen to Misato because Misato knows what she's talking about. Ritsuko is not thrilled, though, by Misato's plan. Um, she does not want to kill off the magi. Um, she says, I'm the one to blame, so I'm going to fix it. Um, and Sato says, you know, you could just ask for help. Why don't yeah. you just help, like, ask for help? And that was the moral of the story. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to do everything yourself. Ask for help. Except Ritsuko's going to go with her plan and not take the other plan. Uh, the new one is to force the angel to evolve to a level where it has to coexist alongside the Magi to survive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what? Fuck Ritsu. I'm done. <laughs> Bye. Bill, where are you going? Bill, Bill, what? Bill. Can he do that? <laughs> but he likes Ritsuko. Can he do that? He likes Ritsuko. I... Folks, Bill has left. Bill has officially left the episode. It um, may have even left the building. <laughs> oh, fuck. It's just me and your bad jokes. All right. So, what do you think of this new plan, Matt, of apparently causing it to become the magi i have i have come across this uh sort of thing before uh but oh. i don't remember where but it but the concept of forcing something to evolve beyond the point of caring uh, has come up somewhere before that i've seen in something some sort of media yeah i just can't remember where it was perhaps I one of our know. listeners knows and if you do let me know would you yes let us know that would be fantastic um so Wait. I th- it yes, okay. <laughs> I think I think it was the the novelizations of the video game Do- Doom. 
I think, yeah, that's what it was. You see, in the in the Doom video games, it was like you know there's a portal to hell, uh, but in yes. the in the novelizations, it was actually uh, aliens who uh, made themselves look like what they thought humanity feared, because they were on oh. a different different because they're they were evolving faster. Okay. Or no, they evo- we evolved much faster than they do. Uh, so they thought that on Earth it was still like the midi- mid Middle Ages and something will be terrified of demons and monsters like that and whatnot. I like the canon of that actually a hmm. lot. Eventually, the uh, the aliens, since they're evolving faster, they they evolved to a point where they don't care about conquering Earth anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's that's uh, Bill has dropped completely out of the call. I guess it's just me and, and you now, Matt, uh, for the rest of the episode. But I I like that. I actually, okay. the novelization of Doom. I bet I could find that at my local. Yeah, it's it's somewhere. four books by uh, Thief of Q. Okay, a Welsh I actually author. will look. For, I absolutely will look for that because that sounds actually. It's actually badass. four of my favorite books. I have to admit. They're so to put this plan into perspective, they're gonna let the angel try to take over Caspar, but then Caspar will encourage the Ava or sorry, the angel to self it destruct itself. That's what they said, I think. Either way, mm. it's weird. And I don't know what's going on in this episode. Yeah. I'm I'm playing it uh as we're as we're talking here. Uh, so I don't know exactly where that part that you just mentioned is. Yeah, I don't, I don't. But, uh, I saw them, they, they just lifted the, uh, supercomputer out of its little, uh, hole, and they're going inside yes. of it. Yeah, so Risco sets to work to crawl into this hole in the supercomputer that's filled with notes from her mom. And one of them says, the cake is a lie? I don't think that's true. <laughs> I don't think that's true, Matt. Although I appreciate the reference oh, very much. You're welcome. No, she uh, she says like, "Oh, look at all these lovely notes that Mom left." Like, and the uh, what's the the girl Emma or Ava or what's her name? I can't remember what her name was. The girl from the beginning of the yes. episode, the hacker, yeah. um, Julia Stiles says, <laughs> um, "Young Julia Stiles says like, oh my God, we can make a program with this.'" And she's like, "Yeah, that's because of my mom." So then, at this point, while they're working, Masato's like, "So, um, tell me about the Magi." And Reitz goes like, "Oh yeah, that's a that's that's a human brain turned into an AI," um, which made me think of Brain Scratch, the Cowboy Bebop sure, episode, sure. a little bit, um, or I guess the Matrix or any of that kind of shit. Really, when you think about it, yeah. And that was the uh, that was the latest episode of the live action Cowboy Bebop that I watched. The one where they they do the Brain Scratch kind of thing with Londes and Spike uh, in the simulation. I, that was a great episode. At some at some point, we are going to go episode by episode through that. I don't know if we're going to do that as a as a uh, bonus season or what, but we are for sure going episode by episode through that because I want another excuse to watch it again. Wonderful. I'm down for that. I knew you would be. Apparently, by the way, this is the same tech they use for the Avas they, they mention here. This idea of mm-hmm. like kind of like linking the, the, the human mind with a robot or whatever. Yeah, this was like the, the Magi was like the first uh, real world use of the of the thing, I think. Yeah, I think so too. Ritsko's mom built this tech, and her personality was transplanted into the Magi, we find out here. Uh, and that's even scored more when they cut into, she cuts into the Magi, and we see a brain-like material yeah. in the computer. That was a bit much, it, I thought. Yeah, I didn't like that. Uh, I also didn't like when she's like, oh yeah, 
Um, I don't really care about my mom that much anyway. And just starts like jabbing these like long needles with like cords into the brain. Uh-huh. <laughs> got Hannibal Lecter, this thing. Yeah, I, yeah, it's it was really weird. I don't know how I feel about it either. It was it was very strange. So there goes the second wise man at this point. They've ran out yeah. of time, and now it's a, a race between the angel and Ritsko. She's like, I have 20 seconds. I'll have one second to spare. And uh, that's exactly what happens. Uh-huh. The AI wins out, and uh, everything goes back to normal. <laughs> kind of anticlimactically. Yeah. Of course, you summed it up in uh, in a sentence where in the show it takes like three minutes. It does. Or, or... It does. It, it, it takes a lot longer in the show. I, I admit, even when I know the outcome, like, okay, there's they, they can't, uh, the angel can't win. Still there, I... Admit again that there was a little bit of tension there for me. Yeah, there a, a little bit, a little bit. I don't know. I was I was a little taken out of the episode in general, but I could see how there it builds that tension toward the end. We cut to the pilots. Asuka's still mad for being nude. We go from there. That's it. That's really how yep. we get there. Um, we cut to the end part of the episode where Masato is praising Ritsuko for keeping her promise, and Ritsuko talks about how her mom put her three aspects of herself into the three magi, the science part, the mother part, and the woman part, and the part that she was working on, the Caspar, was the woman part, which she didn't really like. Uh-huh. But, like, she respected the scientist part, didn't really know the mother part, didn't like the the, the woman part. Um, But she's like, you know, it worked out. You know, she... I need more information on this thing. <laughs> I do, too, and I feel like, Matt, they're going to give us zero. Yeah. I feel like this is the this is it. That's all we're gonna get on the Magi, and it's like, okay, that's it. Risco sudden like randomly drops that like she can't be a mother. Mm-hmm. She's like, and since I can't be a mother, and I'm like, what? Like, is she infertile? Is she is because of her work? Like, oh wait, I gotta check out the. Uh... Oh, the subtitles are different. Like the actual, but... yeah, this like what the sub says. Yeah. Yeah, it's a weird line. It's a really weird line in the, in the English dub. Yeah, I think she just means she doesn't think she has what it takes. Yeah, maybe, maybe. The episode ends where she she's talking. She says, uh, the woman's side held out to the bitter end. And that's just like mom. Uh-huh. And that's and, episode 13. <laughs> and once, uh, you know, she says that as a scientist, she respected her mother. But as a woman, there was a part of her that hated her mother. And there we go again. Women can't be friends in 90s anime. No, no. Women women are not allowed to be friends in any nope. media in the 90s. Even mothers and daughters have to have that. No. Absolutely. That was episode 13. Next time is episode 14, which is Seelie, the seed of the soul. But before we get there, we got to talk about our thoughts on the episode overall. Bill is gone! So uh, I think we got the gist of Bill's thoughts on the episode <laughs> as we went through. The bill is gone! The bill is gone! <laughs> bill is gone! <laughs> Love that. I didn't like this episode. I I think as a... My, my biggest problem with it as a Ritsuko spotlight, I feel like they could have framed or did a little bit more with this episode to, like, really build up the relationship between her and her mom. Yeah. Like, it felt kind of dropped in and a little weird or a little forced. And I feel like, again, it's it's kind of the problem I've had with some other episodes that we talked about in the past where... They have the pieces of what could be a really good spotlight episode to like build up a character, but they ruin it a little bit in the execution. And I just feel like with a little bit more work on this episode to kind of like give us some flashbacks maybe of the mom, you know, give us more indication on episodes before about like 
maybe pictures of her and her mom or something or like like more about this magi thing before we get here so we know more about it up until like it's just like oh by the way the magi is made of uh human consciousness oh by the way it's my mom by the way we probably won't mention this ever again yeah like you know what i mean as an as an info dump that's a whole lot of dumping and real fast it was it was too much and again i just the parts were there to be a good episode. That was the buried copies of E.T. level of dumping. Oh, <laughs> uh, so bad. Such a bad kid. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't care for it. I know you are you have a slightly different opinion on that, and I'll leave it to you to talk about it. Yeah, it, I, I, I did find it at a very least a little bit tense and even a little bit exciting. But part of that could be because it didn't give me a chance to breathe. It doesn't. This episode does not give you any chance at all. Yeah. It's a fast-paced episode. Indeed. But uh, I don't regret watching it. All right. And that's fair. Well, we'll see if we regret next week. we got to have a good episode at some point. Uh, episode We haven't had a good episode, at least from my standpoint, from since the dancing episode. Uh, yeah. Episode 14 is Seely, the Seat of the Soul. And that will be a Bill week, if Bill ever returns after... <laughs> Watching this and Food Wars and talking about it in the same night. The Seelie is also something you can find in the Dresden Files. Yes, that is a that is a fairy like, reference. Yes, that is a fairy thank term. You. Thank you. Like yes, the Seelie court. Seelie court. That is a fairy term. Seelie court. That is and a the unseelie court. court. Yes. Uh, we'll see how that episode goes next week. Uh, but until then, Matt, it's time to take us home. <gasps> this has been Tuning Japanese, the podcast where three dudes, at least for most of the episode, Talk about anime. He's still squeaky clean after 17 showers. He's Andy. It's me. It's Andy. I usually say it myself, but that's okay. I like this. Because <laughs> I can never keep it straight how this works. It's all right. It's fine. I can never keep it straight. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, And uh, I've forgotten what I said about for Bill. Yeah, who he was can't Bill? Do it what was Bill? Here, so, uh... Uh, oxygen oh, wait, is his weakness. That that's why he's no longer here. <laughs> He was Bill. And don't you dare look at me. I'm Matt. And I suppose we will see you next time. And Matt gets the last word. I'm going to do a quick scene from Blue Velvet. (gasps) Don't ever look at me! Don't look at me! Mommy! 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 Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, and follow our Twitter at tuningjapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Check out our YouTube channel and our new series, Tuning RPG, by searching for Tuning Japanese or Tuning RPG on youtube.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. You can also go to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. Special thanks to Brian Nash, Matthew Van Diver, Dan Park, and Andrew Caswell. me write about the hacker for the next issue do you know anything about hackers can you jam with the console cowboys in cyberspace what 
Ever read Neuromancer? Huh? Ever experienced the new wave? Next wave? Dream wave? Or cyberpunk? I didn't think so. I'll handle the hacker stories. Yeah, I guess you should. Where'd you learn about all this hacker stuff? In there. It's a world where you're judged by what you say and think, not by what you look like. A world where curiosity and imagination equals power. We need more paper. Let's go, people. Work with me here. Work with me.